0: Well, hello out there in podcast land. My name is Hank Meadows. I'm the pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and this is the Mosaic of Marion. Got it right? Yes. Um, and we're so glad you're here with us today. I've got with me my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, Miss hey, Mona.
1: Hey, everybody. It's good to be here again.
0: So we've had a, we've had a great time sort of preparing um, for today and and sort of making out a plan. We want to really stick to it. You know how I am about sticking to stuff. I don't really I don't like to chase rabbits and. Um, <laughs> I need a plan for what I'm doing, so I'm tricking. Uh-huh. Okay, um, most of the time I don't have a. I have a loose plan. That's what my plans are more loose, loose plans. Yes, you know, just sort of an idea. Yeah. So um, my home slice here, she tries to get me to. I need a I plan. Try to
1: keep them on the straight and narrow.
0: <laughs> she told me when she says we need a plan. <laughs> so anyway, so it's great. So hey. We're dealing with Hebrews 11, so I want to give you guys um, a little heads up. I think we're going to be in Hebrews for a few more weeks, and then we're going to take a break. I just want you guys—now, we're not taking a break forever, but um, we're going to take a break and go somewhere else. We don't know where. We we haven't talked about that, but we have a few more weeks. I'm thinking maybe we might— um, I don't know how many more weeks we're going to, No need me saying because I don't know because Mona and I need to talk about it. But <laughs> just be aware, we're going to go, we're going to be going, taking a little break from Hebrews. I think every so often you can get inundated with a certain passage and a certain book and a certain part of scripture that you just need to take a break. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm going to read, no, I'm going to pray. You're going to read. And you're just going to read, she's going to, Miss um, Mona is going to read Hebrews 11 10. Hey, by the way, if you've not heard, Miss Mona is part of writing a book. Now, I think she wanted me to stress this. She didn't write the whole book. Not the whole book. But she wrote a chapter of the book. Yes. And if you want um, a copy, and I don't know why you would not want a copy. Um, it's a devotional. Um, i tell you what, let's try to have a few minutes and I'll let you talk about the book at the very end. All okay. right. Okay, is that okay with you? Sure. Unless you want to talk about it now. No, that's fine. Well, Whatever um, you want. Let's try to make a few, but hey, buy the book. Um, <laughs> so... Read verse 10 and then jump in right there with it, okay, Okay. once I pray. All right. Let's pray. Father, God, we come to you in total submission, seeking nothing but for your word to go out and to do as you sent it to do. And that was to change hearts, to draw people closer, and to transform our mind to prove what is a good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. And that's what we want today. So thank you, God. Be with us. Thank you for saving us. And thank you for this opportunity. And I ask in the name of Jesus, amen.
1: Amen. Um, I'm actually going to read verse 9 and 10. Okay. Um, By faith he, which is referring to Abraham, went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Okay, He's looking at me. Um, (laughs) Sometimes he just looks at me. with like, all right, keep going. Um, And the reason that I read verse 9 is because we talked about how we were going to start by um, just kind of remembering about what we talked about with the intents. We talked about last week how the intents in verse 9 is the um, emphasis there. And we talked about how then he was a sojourner in the land that didn't belong to him. And we also are a sojourner in um, the land that is not ours, which is earth. And we are looking forward, as Abraham was to heaven. Um, and so then, funny thing, um, as God always does, then I went home and in my reading for that week at some point, um, I read 2 Corinthians 5.1, which says, If the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. Um, and then he goes on to say that in this tent, we grow groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. And I just thought that the, that, you know, as, as God often does, he brings, he ties in what we're reading, what we're studying, what we're talking about um, so that we see the whole counsel of God. Um, But I just thought it was cool to see that connection that is made that indeed we are connected to Abraham. We talked about that. I wrote a blog about it. Um, And so but we are indeed connected with him and living in these tents Um, that as he was living in tents in being a sojourner in the land that was not his. um, We also live in these tents, living in this land on earth that is not our home.
0: Exactly. So, and, but, and I, you know, I mentioned this yesterday. So many of us, we want to uh, set our gaze and set our life and think this world is the only world Right. we, we don't ever picture. And it is, it's a thing you have to picture that you're living in a tent here, mm-hmm. understanding that there's, there's something after this, right? We don't believe in annihilation. We're not the Sadducees who believe basically in annihilation after because they didn't believe in the supernatural or or eternity or nothing like that. Um, but when we read that, and I love that passage in 2 Corinthians, um, it, one of my favorite books Paul wrote, because if you ever want to know about Paul's life, read 2 Corinthians. Right. That's really his autobiography in right. a lot of ways. Right. But you were, you were, number one, prepared for another place. Mm-hmm. You have a soul. You were planned to come to another place. Jesus came. Right. And you are should be then preparing yes. yourself. I know I use prepare twice, but that's okay. <laughs> preparing yourself for the other place. Yes. And how you do that, see, um, what we value here, gold, is nothing but pavement in heaven. Right. What matters and the currency, I've heard it said before, the currency of heaven is your faith. Mm. And when you show faith, when you act upon faith, when you have faith, when you... Uh, trust the Lord through faith, you send on some currency to heaven for your crowns, for your your mansion, I think, for your life there, for whatever else is there. So always remember, dear one, you no know, you may have the greatest life out there. It's still just a tent. Yes, you may have the absolute worst life. you listen right. to me, and your life may be terrible, right? It's still just it's a, a tent. tent. You may just have basically what I would say we have just, we're just getting through life. We're, mm-hmm. you know, what to say, middle class, right. you know, just doing whatever. Guess what? Still a just tent. a tent. And Peter says, life's but a vapor. Yep. Here today and gone tomorrow. So the question today is how can we be more like Abraham? Yes. Ultimately, and be the word for this little passage is looking. Yes. How can we be more like him and look for the city?
1: Right do we want to go into that okay so um in, in verse 10 it talks about how that it starts with the word for which tells you anytime you read the word for f o r in your bible it tells you to go back and look at what was already said um and so it says that abraham was looking forward to the city how why did he go out in faith Um, and obey and go to where God told him to go was because he was looking forward to the city that has um, foundations, whose designer and builder is God. And we're going to talk about what that means and how that um, that is indeed talking about heaven. But that looking is an expectation. It's waiting expectantly and confidently. And so it tells us, and this is, again, I've said it before, but I'll say it many, many times. It, um, that's what I love about the Bible is because you read something in Genesis, and then you go to another part of the Bible, and you it's, it's Scripture interpreting Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's the progressive revelation of Scripture that we—then we read um, in Hebrews. What we don't read in Genesis was— how? Why did he go in faith? Because he was looking towards heaven, mm-hmm. um, and and expecting that, and waiting expectantly and confidently for that. We're not told that in Genesis, right. but we're told that here in Hebrews.
0: Well, the truth is, here it is. He was living in the land, but he was looking for the city. Yes. Um, I, and I know we talked about last week the the fact of the truth of living in tents is a picture of a nomadic life, right. Of being a pilgrim. And so he, here's the here's the secret of Abraham. So we're gonna go into the secret, okay? okay. Here was the secret of Abraham doing what he did. His hope was in the ultimate fulfillment of the promise of God. Yep. And that was the city. Yes. Not the land. Yes. Because he never got the land. He never owned the land that God said, I gave right. to he you and ne- your descendants. He never received it. He never it. had right. it. Right. No. Now, and it took how many more years, mm-hmm. generations, mm-hmm. for his people to ever get right. the land? So he was just sort of tooling around. Yeah. There, you know? <laughs> um in his in his cart <laughs> whatever <laughs> and but he's like he and then that help you let's just then that help you when you live life to understand this is not it, yes, this is not the end all be all right so that is where the the joy of Jesus needs to come into your life yep um just an aside real quick, my son who's in seminary he's he's writing a i don't know what he's doing something with <laughs> philippians he's he was working on it last night and um he asked me a question and he was his question to me was basically in a sense that he goes dad i know what you've preached about joy but can you just define joy for the believer mm-hmm. and kid you not this is what i told him i said not my test right. <laughs> <laughs> So Thanks, then, he, Dad. then he finished, and I, I made him a little irritated. So he finishes up, and I said, now I'll tell you. Mm. Joy for the believer is what gets you through the tough times. Yes. I mean, if you want to break it to me, yep. now, some might disagree with that definition, and that's your right. This is my definition. Uh-huh. The, the essence and the true need of joy is it gets you through the tough times. Yep. Because you can lose happiness. Yep. I mean, let's just be honest. Absolutely. Um, You can lose money. Mm-hmm. Can lose health, yep. But you can't ever lose the joy of Jesus. Yes, and that's a given. The joy so, of the
1: Lord is your strength.
0: Yes, yep. absolutely. Woo. Yep. All right. So then, the question is this: How then should we live? How is it that we can live like Abraham? I don't want to deal with the statement that I've got a buddy of mine, bless his heart. And if you're listening, you know who you are. I've never told you this, but I totally disagree. He'll text me if he <laughs> said I know he will. Here's what he's told me before, and I used to not say anything, and I used to, but I, he's like, Man, we, we might make sure we, we don't get so heavenly minded mm-hmm. that we're no earthly good.
1: Yeah, is there such a thing?
0: Are you ever any earthly good <laughs> if you're not heavenly minded? Right, and so I just want to tell you, brother, I love you, man, <laughs> but you're wrong. Um, I, don't, I don't think you can be. I think, uh, let's just be honest, the problem with most people, we're not heavenly minded at exactly, all. Exactly. Yes. We're, like I said, we want to live our life and, and have just enough Jesus in us to get to heaven so we can live the rest of our life as a hellion yep. and still make it to Jesus. Yep. But here's how you do it. In Paul writing in Colossians chapter three uh, says these words, set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. For you have died. You want to underline that in your Bibles? Mm-hmm. You have died. Yep. You, let me translate it. You yeah. lost your right to Calvary.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You go to Galatians chapter 2, one of my, you know, that's my absolute favorite verses. You have been crucified with Christ. When you were crucified back in that day, you died. Yep. You were not going to make it off that cross alive. Yep. I mean, if you were living too long, they just broke your leg. So then <laughs> you couldn't push up right. and breathe. So you were going to die. Yep. So... You've died. Now, the question is, is your life hidden in Jesus or is it hidden in this world?
1: Mm. Good question.
0: If it's hidden in Jesus, then you best, I'm saying this the redneck country way, (laughs) you best have your life hid in Jesus Mm -hmm. because if your life is not hid in Jesus and it is hid in this world, you're not his. Yep. So you got to do that. And and when your life is hidden with Christ and God, when Christ who is your life, this is good stuff here. He's either your life or he's not your life. And I'm sorry. Is there? Can I ask you a question? Here's here's uh, you're gonna hate me after this. I don't know. You may be like I agree. Is there anything really such as a carnal Christian?
1: Well, that's a tough question, Hank.
0: <laughs> well, let me ask you this way. I understand you can be carnal for a time. Let's just yes. you can be for a time. Yes. Uh, so I'll help you out. I sort Thank
1: you. Of- yes, I, but- I. You know, yes, I think that 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 you can um, have a season or a moment, a, a section of time where you can. Um, whether it's you're kind of trying to walk, sit on the fence, and we all know what happens when that happens, you get splintered. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think for the long haul, long haul, that no, I mean, if 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 over the long haul of your life, you think that you are quote unquote a carnal Christian, you really need to examine. And say, am I really a Christian?
0: It's that person who says never comes to church. You right. don't get me started on that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm tired of hearing people right. say I'm a Christian but I don't ever go to church. Right. That makes absolutely no sense. Right. And if you hear my voice change, yep, because <laughs> I'm tired of people playing church. Yep. If you're a believer, you ought to have your butt in church. Yep. It's God's body. God designed and created the church, and He did. Uh, is our church is perfect? No, but our church is God's body. Yes, and you ought to have your butt in a church. Period. Quit making excuses nope. and go to church.
1: Well, and when you make excuses and don't go, then you're setting those things ab- above and exactly. more important than being in church.
0: So anyway, I'll say this a person <laughs> who maybe comes one time and maybe they walk an aisle, maybe they then follow through in, in believer's baptism, but then they never darken the doors and some 30, 40, 50 years later, they'll tell you they're saved and they'll reach back to this one moment of time and pick it up and say, see, on that day, 40 years ago, Right, I made a decision for Jesus, but for the last forty years I've been living like a hellion. I struggle with that. Yep. Right. Now, I'm not God. Right, but I struggle with that.
1: Right, well, right, because we know from le- reading in the Word that um, if when we become believers, when we become saved, that then our lives need to change, and 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 bringing it back to what we've been talking about, then we should be living for not ourselves, but for Christ. Right. And so when you continue to live for yourself, or you continue to um, not have any regard for God and his word, um, and you don't allow him to change you and not, and don't allow him to grow you as a believer. And, and uh, I, God's goal is to make us more and more Mm Christ-like, and that's our sanctification. But if that doesn't happen in your life, then the beginning point was the beginning point really there, because if it was, then you would allow God to do that for you.
0: Exactly. So the word set there, as you're talking and I'm thinking here, I want you to be thinking of this. Set your mind. The, the word set there means to fix. It means an established point of reference. It means, uh, and then, you, I mean, you could really get into a <laughs> deep discussion about a biblical worldview right there, which one of these days we're going to have a, just a thing on a biblical worldview. What that means, so people will know. Yep. Which I think it's important. Yep. Because I think mo- the average Christian doesn't even have a mm-hmm. biblical worldview. Um, so to fix your mind on things that are above and and you do that, and I, I thought, not patting myself on the back or nothing, but I thought <laughs> it, I came up with a pretty good little thought yesterday when I gave in church about that. Um, I believe to fix your, your mind on things above, you got to have immersion uh-huh. in the Word. Yep. And I mean immersion. Yes. Now, you think about immersion means you submerge. Yep. I could have said submersion, if that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> and you get in it, and it's not... Okay, I read a verse, and now I'm gone. And then I'll come tomorrow, and I'll read a verse. And I'm, it's when you immerse yourself in it, and then communication, where you have a prayer time. Now, communication is a part is when two people dialogue. Mm-hmm. If it's only one, it's a it's a, um, a dictatorship, and it's a lecture. I said communication. There are times when you need to sit quietly, yes. and listen, yep, and then exhortation, mm-hmm. and, and it, it is when you're sitting. Then you set it out to other people, yep. Because of what God and because here is what I promise you, if God pours into you, He's going to pour it out of you. Yes, <laughs> isn't that the great thing? Yep. You know, Jesus said, "If you have faith and you believe in me, I will let rivers of, of water, living water, flow out of you." Uh-huh. I think that's Luke chapter seven or John chapter seven. I don't want to do. Um, think of that rivers of living water will flow out of you, mm-hmm. and that only comes when you've been immersed in Him and you communicate right. with Him. Right. Right. So would you change anything about that definition of how to fix your mind? I mean, and add to it freely.
1: No, no, I think that that's, um, that's great. Um, bec- and because I'm patting myself on the back right
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Because when we talk about setting our minds and fixing our minds, um, that, you know, when you say that, when I think of the word focus and where is your focus and, and so if your focus, and again, like we've been talking about, if our focus is on this world and not on God and not on heaven, then our focus is on the wrong thing. Um, and, and we could um, keep going with this, which we're not, because we're going to go back. But, you know, at some point you, we can talk about it with, if our focus is on God and on heaven and our relationship with God, then that affects how we walk mm-hmm. also and how we live our life. And so it's, you know, the gospel is so simple and it's so complex at the same time. And so as we become believers and as we are walking with the Lord, then our lives should change. And so, you know, we've said that and, and we see that also, mm-hmm. that um, that that fixed gaze um, should
0: change our life. Uh, and by the way, you just gazed there and it's going to change your right. life. And I, I want to go back one last thing. I promise. And then we're going go to go into heaven. Jesus did say. You'll know them by their fruits. Mm -hmm. Now, the carnal believer, quote unquote, hates that verse. I've come to learn that through my (laughs) 19 and some years in the ministry. When you say that verse to Mm -hmm. a a believer that has their mind set on heaven, they're like, I know that's right. Right. You say that to somebody who is straying, they're in the far country, Mm -hmm. maybe just for a season, but they're in the far country, or they're living that carnal life that we talked about if there is such a thing. Man, they get angry uh-huh. I mean angry, yeah. and so just not gonna lie. I mean there's things you you learn, and when I see somebody get so angry, I'm just like, mm. what well, here's what it tells me you're You're in a far country, right, you're not even proud of the fruit you're producing right. right. That's what it tells me. you've right. gotten defensive, and you're not proud of right. it right or the fruit you're not producing exactly, and right. you know you're in the wrong, so uh-huh. anyway, we digress. <laughs> So let's talk about heaven, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you jump off right here, man. One of my fa- so, when you first think of heaven, here's when I ask you something because I'm about to knock some of you down. <laughs> Be careful what you answer. When I say to you heaven, I wonder how many of you you first think about grandma, right. grandpa, daddy, mama. Listen, you guys know my dad died in March 20th this past year. Can't wait to see them. my granny, Patty, died many years ago. Can't wait to see, and all my other grandparents as well. So, but I'm sorry, the first person I want to yes. see is Jesus. Yeah. Right. We get more excited, and I know people,
1: mm-hmm. we get
0: more excited mm-hmm. about seeing some person right. than about our Savior. Yes. What is wrong with us?
1: Right. right.
0: That's a question. <laughs>
1: I don't know the answer. <laughs> Diagnose that.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so I'm gonna say this. And here's my favorite description, and then I'm gonna let you dive into it after this. Right. Here's my favorite and Miss Mona, I'm gonna say this. When I told her what my favorite description of Jesus of heaven, excuse <laughs> not Jesus, heaven was in the Bible, my girl almost had a running fit in here. <laughs> she said, Yeah, oh my land, she went crazy. Yes. Here it is. In Ezekiel forty eight thirty five. The Bible says this. Here's how the Bible describes heaven. The Lord is
1: there. Right. Which is one of the names of God, Jehovah Shammah. Yeah. And and that's one of the reasons that I got excited about it is because having done the study on the names of God and having written devotions on the names of God and Jehovah Go back to
0: our first two <laughs> yeah. podcasts.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. And so to think that that is what the name of heaven Um. That's why we ought to get excited about that. When we go there, we will be with Jesus. We will be with God. Um, and the other people will be with us too. Um, but that is why our focus should be there on that because that is what it's all about. That's what it's all about.
0: Oh, man, I don't know about you. But I can't. I, I'm not not like I'm like loading up to go today. But <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't be upset. Right. I mean, you get Jesus, you know, <laughs> right? I just heaven. Think about it. Yep. I I don't and don't get me wrong do i want to see my dad i want to see my grannies and both my grannies and both my grandpas are there and other friends that i know but man i firmly believe and i believe this based upon scripture that stephen when he saw jesus he was standing at the right hand of the father by the way i believe he stands up to greet each of us when we get there based upon that you may say that's really loose that's taking it (laughs) loosely there all i know is he stood up when stephen was Mm -hmm. going. And if you're a believer, I believe he's going to stand up when you're coming and meet you. So the very first person I believe you see in heaven is Jesus. Yep. And if that does not get you excited, right. Right. you've never met the Jesus that I've met. Mm-hmm. You've never met the Jesus that Mona has met. Yep. You've never met the Jesus of, of anybody else that's a Bible-believing, God-fearing person, Christian, that loves Jesus. So what do you got there in Revelation?
1: Well, and so then when he... um. M- Taught, we were talking about that earlier, um, in preparing, um, <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, I said, yes. And that goes back to revelation 21. And, and mainly because, um, as I was doing the Bible study, uh, in the spring before everything shut down, that, um, the Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. And talking about that being where God is heaven, where God is, the Lord is there. Um, I had read somewhere, and I couldn't tell you where, but I, I'll tell you that I read it somewhere. Um, that when you get into Revelation twenty-one in verses fifteen and following, um, the they are told he's told to measure oh. the city, and so he measured the city. Verse sixteen says he measured the city with its rod, twelve thousand stadia, its length and width and height are equal. And so if you go back in your mind to your math class, you know that that means it's a cube. And the only other place that is measured that way is the Holy of Holies, where when the tabernacle was built and the Holy of Holies is a cube, a perfect, its dimensions are the same. Um, and that holy of holies, like I told Hank, okay, this is another podcast. Um, but that holy of holies is where God dwelt. That's yes. where He was, yes. um, and so His presence was there in the holy of holies, in that that space at in that on um, that mercy seat in between the cherubim. That's where God was, and so when we read that heaven is measured. As a cube, the same way that the Holy of Holies is, then we can say that that is the Holy of Holies. And every time I think that, it just gets me all excited. Oh, yes. It gets me, um, just, my blood starts pumping. Because that's what that's what it is. And that's where we will be with God. Because that is the Holy of Holies. That will be the Holy of Holies. Yeah.
0: it's I mean, the greatest definition is where God is right <laughs> there's God that's he was you know oh, Lord yeah anyway so our time is up and we're going to end on that but God I think that's a great place to, to leave you wanting more is that hey when you get to heaven it's all about Jesus and that's going to be the Holy of holies because that's where he's
1: yep, at absolutely
0: so um I will say this um with John as he wrote this even so come Lord Jesus yes, absolutely That's sort of my heart's cry. Um, So, and I I know there's just no way to transition nicely. (laughs) We go from talking about heaven to, let's talk about your book really quickly. We have like three minutes. Um, Just tell us about it and then we let you pray and then we'll close it down.
1: Okay. Well, the title of the book is Whispers of Grace and it's an anthology published by EA Books Publishing. Um, And it was a contest to um, enter uh, poems devotions, prayer stories to be included on the um, theme of grace to be included in the book. And my devotion was included, was selected to be included. Um, And so, uh, and so now it has been, it's imprint, it was released on Friday. So um, I think there's 14 um, contributors, there's 14 different things whether Whatever they are, I don't know what all they are. Um, and so I'm one of them. It's, I didn't write the whole book. I wrote one of them. But the cool thing about it, if I can just say, is that, um, I, you know, it, it was a contest for a conference that I was supposed to go to. And as I thought about it, I thought, well, I, I'll just enter this contest. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> And so my very first um, foray into the writing world, sort of, because this was going to be my first writer's conference, um, and God did this for me. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing, and it makes me cry every time I think about it, um, literally. And so um, so the book has come out. Um, I have the ability to sell the book, um, and so, um, so I have it for sale. Um, but know that I just wrote one, one devotion
0: by the book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, just get in contact with us here at Marion Baptist church. Right. Um, if you need to, um, so pray for us real quick.
1: Okay. Jehovah Shama, we thank you that you are the God who is there and we thank you that we can look forward to, um, heaven where we will be, um, physically with you. And now we have you with us as you abide in us and as you walk with us. And so I pray that we would be mindful of that. I pray that we would indeed set our minds on heaven and not on earth, that we would keep focused on you and not on the things around us that distract us and and um, try to overwhelm us, and but Lord, that our thoughts, in our hearts, would be set on You and focused on You, and so Lord, cause us to walk in that. I pray. Thank You for the example of Abraham. Yes. And thank You for the example of His looking and expecting, and may we look and expect also. And and so those that is what I pray for all of us, for us as we speak, and and others as they listen, and so. Um, bless us I pray and may we be faithful to live as you have called us to live and we pray these things in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Hey I am um, Hank Meadows pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I've had with me once again my home slice (laughs) um, Miss Mona. We're so thankful that you guys have been with us and um, we'll see you next week. Um, When next week's is dropped I'm asking everybody out there to be um, praying for me. When it's dropped next to not this episode but next tuesday i'll be in the dominican republic um doing some mission work there with some some of my friends so if you'd be praying for me um i would really really appreciate it and god bless you guys see you soon